Hello, and welcome to the After Hours. We are going to drink and continue on a conversation that has nothing to do with the movie we just talked about. Um, but we had some some interesting points come up in the, the last episode of the Belated Box Office podcast, where we watched A Fistful of Dollars. Like, where did the first moving picture come from? What was the first moving picture? I can tell you right now, it's a, it's a good one. It involves a horse, and it's 2.11 seconds long. That's it. 2.11. Yeah. Right, less than three seconds. Uh, developed by a French a Frenchman. Horse. Yeah. Leave it to the French to invent something for the Americans to take it over. Like Liberty. Or film, I guess. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. I'm gonna have another drink. So this, yeah, this is the after hours. Look, welcome. There's a, there's your your fun fact for the night. If you don't get anything out of it, at least you know what the. Uh, I didn't even say the name of it. Christ, it's called Round Hay Garden Scene. First, I get that it's a fact, but how is it fun? It's it's fun because you didn't know it, and now you know this. This is only two point one one seconds long. That's fun. All right. It's it's I, I a didn't little realize more than a I was having half. fun. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you not having fun? We'll have another drink. I just, I'm just saying I didn't realize I was having fun. Oh yeah. You're not self aware yet. We have to program you a little better. No, Holiday I also don't have object permanence. Don't use your fancy AI learning on me. I don't know what object permanence means. Yeah, of course you don't. No, I wouldn't. Are you going to explain it? Or are you just going to no. leave it at that? No? no? I think it's more fun not to I feel like you're it. one of those people that uses words that you don't understand what they mean. And somebody's like, what does that word mean? And you're like, idiot. And you just walk away like, oh, thank God. That was a close one. Well, just I'll tell you what. We'll just monitor it and see who develops object permanent first, whether it's you or your son. That'll be a funny kind of. You know, this isn't the actual. I can just Google this. I guess. I'm going to do it doesn't right mean, now. Doesn't mean you'll develop it, though. No, that's fair. All right. You know what I heard is that people who think they have object permanence actually don't, because you'd have to. You know what I mean? It's kind of like one of those crazy situations. You heard that? You you don't know what object permanence is, but you heard about it that people who think they have it don't have it. <laughs> also, people have just, like everyone just over it up, everyone Pat. over like six has object permanence. I just looked it up, and now I feel like a goddamn idiot. <laughs> I mean, I know I am kind of an idiot most of the time, but now I feel like I just now I'm really I'm really feeling it. Usually, you can just ignore it. Yeah, it's easy, right? Like my my intelligence is kind of like object permanence. I don't have it you when know, you're not like, looking when I'm at not it. Looking it goes at away. it, just goes away. Just... <laughs> if I don't have to use my brain, it doesn't exist. It's kind of, Fantastic. Kind of the way it works there. Wow. If I don't see any evidence of my incompetence in front of me, fucking I somebody can read some. Completely. Children development books. That's right. That's psychology. Probably don't first say one hundred one. I passed that. I passed that shit. A thousand one. Is that what it was? Ah. Mm. I remember. I never had a class that was that was numbered one hundred one. It was all four digit. Everyone says one hundred one, but all my classes it, they were all, were all four, like digits. four digits. So they, you'd have like a thousand one was usually yeah. the, the intro course. I don't really remember anything besides... I don't even know if they called it 1001. 
I think I had some 1001 and then the next sem semester was 1002. I think some courses work like that. Who cares? Yeah, I, <laughs> I guess. Know, fucking whatever. As a, as a counterpoint, who cares? That's a good point. Hard to argue that point. This is the worst after hours episode point ever. Pat. We got nothing. We got nothing it's, to talk about, and it's it not shows. the worst. It's not the worst really yet. I mean, um, we're rolling up in November. We're kind of in a weird spot right now in terms of, of of movie news and things that I'm willing to talk about. I don't know how you feel about this, but like, we just ended Halloween. Like today is what November six. I guess so. Yeah. Was for it? me, it is November. Okay, for you, it's November sixth. November fifth for me. Um, Halloween just I'm ended. The future, bitch. <laughs> it's your kids, Jeff. We gotta do something about your kids. Oh my god! Get we... the DeLorean. Fuck, that'd be a good one to do. We gotta do that one soon. Back to the future. But it's one of this. This is one of those times of the year where it's like you're either finishing up the horror movies that you didn't get time to watch before Halloween. You know, you get those in now before Remembrance Day. Because after Remembrance Day, I feel like like you know, Christmas movies Christmas are fair time, game. That's, yeah, yep. Christmas movies are fair game. Like as soon as November twelfth hits, radio yeah. stations, TV channels, oh uh, yeah, theaters that play classic movies. It's gonna be it's all Christmas. Be I, I my next one of my next door neighbors or one of my neighbors just two houses down, put up Christmas decorations already in the front lawn, and I was like, you oh. sick son of a bitch. You gotta t you gotta TV their house, man. You got to do it. It's your civic duty. Do you TP their house or do you chop down their chimney so Santa can't come? Like, there's there's different <laughs> protocols. Over right? the chimney so that so that Santa can't get in. There's something there. Shoot. Like, you can't... You don't do that. Yeah. You don't decorate for... Unless you're a house that leaves up your shit, like, say, your Christmas lights. If you leave them up all year round, I've got no problem. Mm -hmm. Um. Sure. That's fine. You know, I'm, I'm not mad. Don't turn them on as soon as Halloween's over. Um, but yeah, you know, like have, have some common decency, like to, to skip over holidays like that isn't really, really decent. It's not a decent you're, thing to do. You're, you're a proponent of wait until November 12th. I think so. I think it's a reasonable thing to do. It's, you know, and, and so I think it, it really kind of shines through in, um, people who have flags on their houses. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so like people who have places that have like a flag. It's weird to see you kind of like basically kind of honoring um, the country and the people that, you know, have fought for this country with a bunch of fucking reindeer and a blow up Santa Claus and a bunch of colorful lights around this flag. And it's kind of like, yeah, Remembrance Day is great, but you know what's better for me is Christmas. It's like, well, it must be nice to be able to celebrate Christmas. You know, so I, I don't know. It's just weird. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of no decorations until... Yeah, at least you, a, you know you can set them up on Remembrance Day, like because it's a holiday. I get that. Like, so say it falls on a, a day, like in the middle of the week or something after like eleven. That. Well, that's the day after eleven. You do your two minutes of silence at eleven. Then kind of Remembrance Day's over, right? Then you're supposed to take off your poppy, and it's kind of uh, it's still it's still Remembrance Day, but the Remembrance Day it's probably the uh, shortest lived ceremonies. Are done. I mean, literally, they give it a moment of silence, right? So technically, two minutes, you know, whatever. However long this moment lasts, that's the holiday. Yeah. You know what I mean? More like, or less. I'm yeah. not gonna. Sh I'm not. I'm not gonna go out of my house to shame you if you're putting up Christmas decorations at 9 a.m. on the 11th. But, you but know what I mean? Judge, you'll judge them from your own driveway. Absolutely. I might make a Facebook post anonymously you know, <laughs> on the community group. Be like, I don't know who this neighbor is, but it's absolutely disgusting that they couldn't wait two hours to. 
Oh boy. But no, no, I, I think it's that's just one of those things. Uh, I never really had to think about it uh, until we got our own place out here. But it's just like, yeah, like you don't need to be, like, don't skip it. It's kind of it's it's kind of a significant holiday. I think it's important to uh, to recognize the holiday, and to fucking have a bunch of yeah these these gaudy fucking skeleton reindeer and these giant inflatable Christmas things and like I said the lights don't bother me that much especially if you leave them up all year round but like just can't you wait like especially those decorations they don't take a lot of time or effort to set up the hardest part is probably pulling them out of the basement or out of the boxes they came in that you've stowed away for you know 10 months out of the year so yeah. the hardest part is just keeping it uh keeping it going until the end as you get progressively more drunk on eggnog and rum I've found hmm because that's one thing. If you're not if you're not slamming eggnog and rum while mm. you put up your Christmas decorations, then then you're you're missing the fucking point. Here, here's here's something that I just thought. But I thought they mentioned eggnog. When do they start selling eggnog in the grocery store? Before, before November Remembrance Day, I'm pretty sure. Because I've had I'll, I'll tell you this. I've had many a November twelfth where I've been slamming rum and eggnog as I like uh, as I like climb up onto my roof to put up. Uh, to put up Christmas tree lights. At your house? Yeah. So, like, somebody went out and bought eggnog before the 11th? Like, it wasn't yeah. like you were at your parents' house or, like, going to help other people, and, like, they just they went out on the 11th or the 12th that morning and got eggnog just for the occasion? Oh, now you're making me think. Did I get the eggnog November 12th? Maybe I did. Right? Like, that's a very Christmas thing to do. Get some eggnog yeah. and some rum and get fucked up and do your Christmas decorations? Like, I get it. I get that. Yeah, it's great. It's it's honestly like it's when you're in your thirties, that's better than Christmas morning. Mm. When you're a kid, like when you're a kid and shit, like Christmas morning's the happiest you'll ever be. Like the happiest any human ever should be is a child on Christmas morning. It's but when you're in your thirties, like, yeah. it's no fucking November twelfth when you're just like, I'm gonna slam these two rum and eggnogs and then pour a third one to sip on as I get all these goddamn decorations out. Oh man. Eggnog is so fucking good, too. I used to hate it. Growing up, I used to hate it. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, the spiced rum really takes the edge off of the eggnog. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then a shit ton of ice. Like, I'll pour, like, four to five ounces of spiced rum into a glass. Fill that fucker with ice. And then just top with eggnog. Just and give it a little splash of eggnog. I need, it just needs some eggnog I color. I love it. You know? Um... But yeah, I really got into the eggnog. I would I would say probably when I was about 26. I think the Christmas when I was 26 is when it really kind of dawned on me like, oh shit, this is good. That's when it starts, man. 26, I mean, 27 is when you're like, I fucking, I get this adult shit now. Yeah, because like, what, what is Christmas? Like once you're past a certain age, it's like, and it could have been younger, but I mean like for me, I think it was 26. But yeah, it's like, what? What is Christmas besides a, an excuse to get together with family and friends and drink? What? Well, that's pretty much most of our holidays. Um, but yeah, so when you get a, a festive drink, I'm trying to think if there's like specialty drinks that you can get for other holidays. You know what I mean? Like when I think New Year's, I think champagne. Even still, meh. Oh, it's not not as much. But you well, can drink Saint champagne Patrick, to celebrate Saint anything. Patrick's Day, St. Patrick's Day, right? Usually some beer with some green food coloring in it. Yeah, some beer or some whiskey or some Guinness, but like, there's nothing quite as specific as rum and eggnog when it comes to Christmas. You know what I mean? Like that Christmas concoction, that cocktail right there. Like, you're not going to be able to go out and get an Easter 
eggnog and rum. You know what I mean? You're not make like an Easter like they should make a, an Easter cocktail that tastes like a Cadbury mini egg or something. Ooh. Oh, that sounds delicious. Right. Would you need eggnog? Maybe. I'm, you can probably we... make it with eggnog. We should make I'm that a point. I want to acknowledge it by any means, but we need to. We got to get like a bartender or some kind of expert on the podcast to talk about Easter. It's called Google. Very cream egg shots. Oh, it's just people pouring shots into a Cadbury cream egg. Oh well, that's. I already lost about. interest. Well, you said shots, not cocktails. That's on you. Yeah, it just it was like kind of it just kind of came up, you know what I mean? Like it just it it got auto filled, and I was like, well, I guess. Cadbury cream egg cocktail. Oh, okay, yeah, that auto filled too. Okay, let me let me just look this up real quick, kind of see what kind of recipe we're working with here. Yeah, vodka. Gross. Liquor forty three original liqueur. That sounds gross. Dutch cocoa what white cream de cacao. Sounds expensive. Warnings, Advocat liqueur. Yep. You know what? I'm already. I've already lost interest in this cocktail too. Yeah. Just have, just have rum and eggnog. If you can get eggnog, you, man. You know what? You know what? Surprisingly appropriate because we were talking about a fistful of dollars on our episode tonight. We were talking about, you know, how it's like uh, comparing it to uh, a really good meal that only uses like three ingredients, like only a couple ingredients, and the simplicity is the cool thing about it. Rum and eggnog. Rum, eggnog. Ice. ice. There, yes. Drink. Man. Enjoy. We just fuck that synchronized. I like it just came all full three, circle. Three ingredients. Boom. Um we're gonna have to we're, I'm gonna have to splice that shit. That shit's going together as a small little video. Right there. Sometimes the best things in life are the most simplest things in life. Hell yeah. And honestly, yeah, I, I couldn't have put that any better. That's amazing. It's, I love it that you said three ingredients before, and then boom, here we are talking about one of the greatest fucking holiday cocktails ever created: rum, eggnog, ice. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's you know how many? You know how many dishes you dirty? None. One. Because you keep refilling it. It just never yeah. ends. It's the never-ending eggnog. It's <laughs> a fraction of a glass. You get yeah. to recycle the empties. And it's like like a fistful of dollars. Like it just takes those ingredients, makes something good, and that's all it needs to be. And why complicate it? You know what I mean? And you're right. This this cream egg cocktail, now that I'm looking at it, this person's got like a straw through a cut in half cream egg. Come oh, on. Man. Yeah, who are you, who are you you're kidding? Gonna pay like, you're gonna go to go pay like ninety bucks at the liquor store for all the stuff you need. And you to know make what? This cocktail. You're gonna make one and be like, yeah, it's okay. And then you're just gonna go fucking like start doing shots of the vodka anyway. This so is the cares? kind of cocktail you make, like if you're cares? if you're hosting like an Easter party and you make one for everybody, right? And you yeah. put them all at their places on the table and stuff like that. And then you know how many you have left at the end of the night? All except the one that you made for yourself. Because exactly. you're like, I fucking made nine of these things. I got to drink mine. And you know what they do the rest of them? You eat the Cadbury cream egg half and you fucking pour that shit down the sink. And you're like, I'm never exactly. fucking doing that again. You only get this. This is the kind of thing you only do when like your wife insists on doing something fancy. If yeah, that, that, that's the that's a friend's dinner party. Fancy. Right. Thing. That's not even a family it's, thing. I regret saying family thing. That is a she's trying to impress Easter. somebody. Mm hmm. Yeah. 
that's like you have means. your coworkers over and your boss is coming over. You're like, I have my life put together. It's like, yeah, the fact <laughs> that you made these does. You know what se- yeah. speaks so well to the the timelessness and the deliciousness of eggnog? You can put that shit into a fucking bowl and a ladle, and people will go there like goddamn pigs and serve it out of a trough. That's how good eggnog is with the rum. People don't give a fuck. It doesn't have to be... Maybe you get the, the classic National Lampoon's The Moose fucking cup. You know what I mean? But, like, literally, oh boy. It, it's ladle. You can ladle that shit into a cup, and nobody cares. It doesn't have to be a fancy presentation. Uh, or you can pour it right from the bottle and the carton into a glass of ice. Like, it's... Man, I wish it was just November 12th. We should, right? <laughs> I think for the Christmas episode, we're going to have to do a rum and eggnog thing. It's going to get messy. I haven't drank rum in years, but... Uh, Man, fucking egg... Ugh. It's good, but like, you know... It's not something to get ba- drunk on. Your bowels change once you reach your mid-30s, Jeff. Mm. It, like, it's heavy, it's thick. Like, the next morning's <laughs> not going to be any fucking fun. Well, you already got the shits from, from drinking all that booze. You're going to add an eggnog? You're going to add like... A you know, liter of eggnog on top of that? No you know, if, if we're going to do a bunch of eggnog, maybe go for like half fat, like the light eggnog. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I will be going for both. Uh, I'll probably do a couple of full flavored eggnogs to begin with. I'll and probably then, uh, and then like I'll, I'll cut it back. I don't know. We'll see how this Christmas goes. I'll do we'll one. We'll see how this holiday season it'll be goes. Like the, it'll be like the James Bond martini all over again. I'll have one. Take a couple sips. Did you finish that martini? No, hell no. Yeah. (laughs) It was on my counter the next morning. I was like, I'm just dumping this down the sink. You just take the glass outside and smash it on the road. You're like, fucking never again. I don't even know why I have these glasses. Ugh, gross. I hate martinis. I just felt like I had to make one. I had all the stuff to make one, and I had a martini Mm -hmm. glass. I'm like, well, we're talking about James Bond, and it's all right here. Yeah. Maybe it was a gin martini. I wouldn't mind, but all I had was vodka. I gotta ask, like, is, is like, I know obviously the eggnog and rum is a staple. Does that go down very well in warmer climates? Do you know what I, I mean? Like, is that like a staple? Like, I feel like that's, that feels like such a winter drink in the sense that you actually endure a winter. Not like a, oh, geez, she's a, she's a very chilly and nippy, you know, 53 degrees Fahrenheit here. It's like, oh, you end up like a fucking was... Ron Burgundy, like, oh, milk was a bad choice, right? and he's like drinking milk in like a hot San, Francisco, San Diego day. Right? Like, now I get it for people that live in these climates all year round. When it goes from 95 degrees a... down to, you know, 45, that's fucking freezing for them. But like... Yeah, but they're still not just like, let's pump ourselves full of eggnog. I think they do like one or one or two just for the novelty of it, then they just go back to drinking fucking pbr or whatever they normally drink like everyone that lives around the equator just drinks pbr like it's just the most refreshing goddamn beer i ever had in my goddamn life so i'm just gonna keep drinking this pbr george um no i I feel like eggnog really i think rum and eggnog i think just something about snow there's something about snow and that drink that just it makes it feel right and i don't know if it's the cold that makes it feel that way but uh it's just, I think we've been talking about rum and eggnog for about at least 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. We should do a promo. We, we, should, find, we should find an eggnog That's company and or a rum company and, uh, and just we've see what happens. From, we've been saying from day one we want some kind of liquor to, to sponsor this podcast. Maybe we, we have to shoot. End up getting, 
but maybe we have to shoot for a non-alcoholic sponsor first. Like I don't an know. Maybe we, I think we need to get listeners first <laughs> is the main thing. No, no, no. <laughs> first you get the sponsors, then you get the money, then you get the listeners, okay? That's just... Is that how it works? That's, I have no idea. I'm just assuming because, I don't know, nothing seems to be working at this point. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know you don't know what you're talking about because I can see the numbers. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, but I mean, uh, yeah, so I mean, it, it, you know what? I knew I was I was saying that we shouldn't bring it up, but I want to bring it up now just because we've been talking about fucking Christmas decorations. We've been talking about Christmas cocktails. Um, A brand new Home Alone movie will be coming out on November. I think I said November 12th, which is the appropriate right. day for a Christmas movie to come <laughs> out. Um, I res- Yeah, respectfully played whoever produced that movie or whoever's putting that movie out I, i'm really excited about that uh, i didn't know about this there's a new home alone movie coming out you say yeah home sweet home alone i believe is the home. title how have i not heard about this yet and it's coming I, out in a week i literally just saw an advertisement for it tonight on a show that i recorded on thursday so is yeah this a straight netflix kind of kind of no, I, is that we're I think about? it's in theaters. No way. It's well, going. Gotta it's got to go to theaters. I'd look it up. Yep, right. If there's a trailer, I'm. If there's a trailer, I'm watching it. I'm gonna look it up right now. All right, I'll bring it up too, and uh, we'll play play the trailer at the same time so people can see what you're all about. Home sweet home alone. Is Macaulay Culkin involved? Because I will. I don't know. I feel like somebody said we should we should make a. I feel like somebody said they should remake Home Alone with Macaulay Culkin as Macaulay Culkin, like as the kid, but just nobody, with like as, nobody, as just kind of like recognizes him as a full fledged adult and like his like well into his thirties or even forties now, like just like He's nobody 40s, even yeah. pays any mind to it. They're just like Kevin. I can't believe you did that, and he'd be a full grown adult. Like I don't want to sleep with Fuller. He wets the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Can Fuller still be Kieran Culkin? Also, yeah, the cousin. Also, right? everyone's pretending he's not an adult. Yeah, is he his, his brother or his cousin? It's I, his I, brother. It's his brother in it's real his life. Brother and playing his cousin in the movie. Mm-hmm. Ellie Kemper is going to be in this movie. Ah, well, I hope for her sake it's good. I like Ellie Kemper. I wouldn't want to see her, see her do some shit movie just because she has fucking debts to pay off or something. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the trailer. This is my first thing, my first time hearing anything about this movie. I'm gonna put the trailer on right now. I'm gonna put the trailer over the movie title here, uh, and we'll leave on the uh, the credits and stuff like that. Uh, so that's up on the stream now. So yeah. So let me know when you're ready to hit play. And we're gonna. So right now we're gonna be watching Pat's reaction to the Home Sweet Home Alone, the brand new Home Alone edition. Coming out November 12th, 2021. Again, props on that. Um, and we're going to see how it goes. Uh, you know what? I've only seen a 30-second clip, so this is kind of be a, this will be a, a cherry popper for the both of us. Okay. You want to, you, which one yeah, you I'm got right. up? Which you one got, are you watching? You got the 20th Century Studios uh, one, the one with fucking 3 million views? Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> of course you do. All right. Actually, uh, yeah, three million, yeah, that's the one. All right, count it down. Do a a Wayne's World countdown for us here. All right. 
So we're going in five, four, three. Twas the night before Christmas vacation. And the fun was in full swing. You have split our family onto two separate flights. Mom! Max, please! The family okay. left for their back. That kid doesn't look like Kevin. Fucking accent. Mom with an I accent. Pete Holmes? Little thing. Mom? Dad? Uncle Blake? They don't even know I'm here. Uncle Blake? They don't even know I'm here. Look oh, what you dad, did, you little wanker! I'm totally on my own. <laughs> Did you realize that my 10-year-old son is at home by himself? You just assumed Max was on the other flight. We didn't take a census. We got reports of suspicious people around 36 Lincoln Ave. What? I can't go to jail, honey. I wouldn't last 30 Is the cop buzz? It's where fresh fish get got. Nobody here know. is getting got. I love fish. Ellie Kemper's Joe Pesci now. think so. This is my house. I have to defend it. Stripe center pocket. Oh boy. Ooh. That did not sound right. A billiard ball to the face doesn't feel good. I can tell you from experience. I'm scared. And he needs his mother. What in the fuck? I'm that stupid. <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, only on that's Disney pretty. Plus. That's pretty sweet. That that little okay. takedown with the the trampoline uh, with the trampoline. That's kind of cool. I okay. th now that you're mentioning it, was that I'm gonna go back to that cop. I I think you're right. That was that was Buzz McAllister. So is this a British? Wait, is, hold up now. His how did I not catch that? It says McAllister. That's like him reprising his role. That's actually Buzz. So this is like the Home Alone, the Home Alone Universe Prime that we're dealing with. I'm just going to go back and quickly. That's Buzz, for sure. I got it on a freeze frame right now. That's Buzz. That's good. Yeah, it is. So, you're, okay. You're totally right. What's I with the it. accents? Are they in jolly old London? Like, because I was getting mixed. Like, what, if the kid is an American, why does he have a British accent? Because his dad doesn't have a British accent. Didn't seem like it. What's going on well, here? Well, the mom, the mom's British, the dad's American, the kid's British, and it looks like they're in America. Okay, that's not how that works. Unless the, that I, kid I watched too much Peppa Pig, he doesn't. He, you well, don't inherit accents from your mom. You inherit accents from okay, your surroundings. Well, well, yeah, clearly, but like, clearly they must be in. I'm, we'll have to wait to see the move. <laughs> probably like the dad convinced them to oh, move. So to, bad. I'm so mad. Okay, about the so accents. like I don't know, like it's easy. Like the dad convinced him to move back to America for work the year before, and then his wife's all sad, and he's like, and he's like, okay, well, let's go back to back to England and see your see your parents and spend Christmas with them. No, because when she was there like, go. I've got to get back to see my son. I feel like they were like Air Japan or something like that. Maybe whatever. My point is like obviously the kid has spent most of his life. In jolly old, jolly old London. Town. No, London. Jolly Obviously old from London. They're an upper class family. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't be dare caught outside of London. Golly gee. Okay. I don't know. Oh, I, I'm, I'm excited. Here's you. They asked fun. Macaulay Culkin to be involved, and he was like, nah, pass. And they're like, all right, well, let's get the guy who played Buzz. 
they're like, but your old contract uh, remains in place. It's like, sweet, so my parents get all my money again? They're like, ha, funny. <laughs> yes, yes, they do, actually. They still own you. <laughs> that was in the contract. Okay, so 20th Century Studios is putting this out. So Fox is now owned by Disney. Are they so, not called Fox anymore? Um, doesn't They just call themselves 20th Century Studios. All right, then. On the, the YouTube channel, anyways. So interesting. Um. Yeah, yeah. I think that it'll be fun. I'll watch it for sure. I don't even know if it's going into theaters. It looks like it's going to be yeah exclusively on Disney Plus. Disney it'll Plus, it'll yeah. probably be like a thirty three dollar yeah. rental. Oh, I'm not paying shit for for this movie. I'll I'll watch it once it's free to watch. When on it's Disney free, Plus. yeah. Hopefully by Christmas, yeah. but I doubt it. Um, my wife could not know about this, or she will pay that thirty dollars. Well, I'm just going to hop onto the old Facebook Messenger here. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, but I do see um, you have a metal arm, airport battle scene, Captain America, Civil War, when Spider-Man says it. And I got to tell you, so we're doing the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse uh, coming up in at least yeah. the next month or so, right? Are we doing it December or November, end of November? Uh, we're the recording the end of November, and then yeah. it's going to come out. The beginning of December. So I watched the uh, the Amazing or the Incredible Spider-Man. What's the one with the dude who's not Toby Maguire or Toby Keith or whatever his name? <laughs> Toby Maguire, I think. I think Toby Keith does country music, and uh, he does. And and not the Tom Amazing Holland. Spider-Man. The Amazing Spider-Man. The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. You know what? I got us. I watched that movie today. I love the cast. I hate what they did with it. I think I think the casting was fantastic, uh, but I I think it was just I think we talked maybe on the last one, like they made Spider Man too cool. Yeah, you know I think we mentioned that he's like yeah it's a different take on Peter Parker where he's like skateboarding around down the halls and stuff and yeah he's too he's too much of a cool guy. I hated the backstory of his parents too. Cause like, oh, oh yeah, where I, I don't... it turns out like, oh man, like in the in the second one, I think is the one, the Amazing Spider-Man two, I think is where he finds like his dad's old thing, and it's like, it it reveals that like Peter Parker's like the only one who could have, uh, who who could have like gotten these powers from this spider, because Richard Parker was involved in the experiment on the super spiders and used it his own DNA for whatever. Like, it was wicked dumb. It was dumb yeah. as shit. No, it's, like, it's, it's like, dumb it on so many levels. Be, they, they needed, I don't know, they made, made Spider-Man feel more special, like, oh, anybody else got bit by the spider. Nothing would have happened, but for him, it makes him Spider-Man. Like, you don't need, that That never needed to be no. the case. No, and, and did they, in any of the comics or anything like that, was there any kind of, like, introduction to Spider-Man's parents? Or were they just like, we need to make this Spider-Man original? You know what I mean? Cause uh, it, was always, it was always Aunt Art May and uh, Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben, yeah. Like, the, the, you didn't need a parent story. You just needed to know that he was basically, like, an orphan. He never really felt like he fit in. He was always kind of the, the on the outside looking in, wanted to be a cool kid, but he was obviously never a cool kid. And so, like, when you see him skateboarding and, like, people are talking to him, you're just like, yeah, yeah this this is not Spider-Man. That's not Peter Parker. But I, I have to tell you. not my Peter Parker. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't vote for him. Um... <laughs> I, I did like the casting, though. I thought the casting in the movie was great. 
Uh, I just think that there was just seemed a lot of like unnecessary shit. Like I'm not a I'm not as big a Spider Man fan as you are, but uh, for me, I just I didn't I didn't see it. Yeah, I, didn't see it being I haven't I haven't gotten to those ones yet. I'm watching them all all before our our Spider Verse movie as well. But I'm still I still got Spider Man three with Tobey Maguire to get through. But um, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure I'll make my opinions known once we record that uh, that episode. Yeah. And I'm not really sure what the premise on that one is going to be. It's going to be a long one, I think. Um, are we going to be doing an after hours about all the Spider-Mans? And we're going to do just the Spider-Verse for the Bladed Box Office? And we'll keep uh, Jared around for the after hours? Yeah, I think we'll just talk about kind of like all things Spider-Man movies in the after hours. Good, because I'm doing it a different way. So you're watching them in succession of release date, right? Yeah. So, so far I've watched the first Tobey Maguire one. It's a lot better than I remember it being. Um, you know, still has its its issues, but uh, then I watched the first Amazing Spider-Man, and now I'm gonna watch. I think it's is it Homecoming, the first Tom Holland one. Yes, it is. Yeah, so I'll be watching that one next. And that way, you kind of get like a. I'm gonna oh, have a better understanding of like the the introduction like of that. these Spider-Man. So I think it, I think it'll bring. Uh, I like that. An interesting element to my viewing for the next... I, I don't know if I'm going to do 2, 2, and 2 after that. Because I think The Amazing Spider-Man only had two episodes, two movies, right? Right. So maybe I'll do 2, 2, and 2. But obviously, uh, Tom Holland has a lot more Spider-Man to go off of with the uh, the other Marvel movies and the integration of him. Excuse me. And uh, Tobey, Tobey Maguire has uh, another movie as well. Which I think kind of speaks to the whole popularity of the amazing spider-man franchise oh man watch when you watch uh, when you watch the amazing spider-man too i know you don't watch credits but uh watch watch till after the credits because it's like there's like a heartbreaking setup for a sequel that never happened <laughs> they oh my god they 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 aimed so high <laughs> they had such high that's the they thing man is like so hard, the amazing so spider-man but in the end they never made Right, so like, when did the Amazing Spider-Man? I'm just gonna look that up right now. When did the Amazing Spider-Man come out? I think we're talking like 2010 or something, or 2012, or the second one was 2012. Wow, the Amazing Spider-Man Two came out May second, 2014. 2014. Oh, okay. That's not that. Wait, old. that's number one or number two? Number two. Okay. The Amazing Spider-Man Two, May second, 2014. The Amazing Spider-Man original came out July 3rd, 2012. I had 2012 in my head. I knew one of them. One mm. of them was a 2012 joint. So we're looking at um, basically a 10-year jump from Spider-Man 1 with Tobey Maguire to The Amazing Spider-Man, I would say roughly. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like so, so when were all the big Marvel movies coming out? Because by 2014, they were already starting to make some kick-ass prog uh, progress on Marvel. Do you think it was a decision? 2014 is when the Guardians of the Galaxy came out. 2014 is when Guardians came out. Yeah. Holy shit. Um. So, were they looking to get a new Spider-Man, and that's why they shut it down? They're like, you'll never fit into this cast for the new Marvel movies coming out. I don't know how much of it was like like Disney trying to obtain the rights or how much of it was just like 
people really didn't like the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I'm sure it's like anything. It's like a little column A, a little column B. But all I yeah. know is the end of that, the the, la the like end credit scene of that Amazing Spider-Man 2 is writing a lot of checks that it never ended up cashing. They were going for a fucking Sinister Six movie. You know the Sinister Six. I don't. It's just like, I don't. It's... Well, it's, it's just like Spider-Man villains usually come in groups of six. Like, at some point, Spider-Man's villains are going to team up. And it's a different group of villains every time. It usually is like Dr. Octopus and the Shocker and Scorpion and the Green Goblin or somebody. Like, the six of them team up and they're like, we'll be the Sinister Six. Or sometimes the Insidious Six, they're called. And they all team up to fight Spider-Man. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, Amazing Spider-Man 2, it had, like, Paul Giamatti as, like, the rhino who showed up at the end. And Paul Giamatti's had, like, good, man. <laughs> Not in that movie, he wasn't. No, nah, uh, sometimes sometimes, good actor can be destroyed stuff, by a bad A lot movie. of stuff he's good. Yeah. Yeah. But they had, like, oh, yeah, glimpses of all these, like, Spider-Man villain suits. It's like, oh, there's the vulture suit. There's the fucking whatever, whoever else's suit they had. And it's like... It's clearly that, like, they're setting up, like, Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six um, in the most, like, dramatic way possible. And they're, they just never had a shot at actually doing it. Was it, like, say, so So here, here's a an outlandish question, I suppose, but I, I, think, I think I'm going to ask it anyways. Do you think if Disney was trying to obtain the rights around the time they were going to come out with Infinity War, do you think they would have just, like, had all these, like, preludes to, like, everyone meeting up and, like, being these big group of superheroes fighting against Thanos. You think they would have just like scratched it all and be like, no, we're rebuilding the entire franchise from scratch. Cause I mean, that's what it sounds like you were talking about with the amazing Spider-Man where they're just like, yeah, no, like we, we don't need to do this. We've already got so much other shit on the go. But I also remember you were saying like Spider-Man had different rights from the Marvel universe. Uh, when it came to who owned the rights to Spider-Man versus who owned the rights to Marvel. Yeah, Sony still owns the rights to Spider-Man. And they and the still do. Spider-Man's... Yeah, they still do. They just, like, lease them out temporarily to, to Marvel Studios with under Disney to have them in the Avengers movies and stuff. That's a smart move. If I was Sony, I would never get rid of Spider-Man. They just did better. Like, they made movies that made more money. And... and Disney really wanted him because he's like more popular than any other Marvel character combined. So they're like, well, we're going to have to like compromise here so that people still care about the Avengers. So Sony was able to let Disney make their movies and pay him a bunch of money just to sit, sit around. Like all they had to be was like, yeah, here you go. Here's Spider-Man. Have him home by midnight. And they collect a billion fucking dollars. That's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking too. Right. So like if looking back, the, uh, so I know that Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire came out in 2004. Spider-Man 3 came out in 2007. So let's estimate a three-year gap between each movie. Probably less for the first and the second, maybe. That, that, that's basically yeah. 20 years of Spider-Man films that Sony's had the right to. And uh, yeah, if I was Sony, man, like I don't think Disney's buying out Sony. Because they're a lot more than just a movie production company. You know what I mean? And they, so uh, that'll be interesting, man. I wonder if Sony ever pulls some fuckery. Where they're like, no, you can't have Spider-Man for your next movie. And they're like, wait, what? Like, yeah, no. You just can't. Well, that already that already kind of happened. There was a big, like... um, What was it? Like, right... When was... I'm trying to think when it was. I think it was right after Endgame. 
that they Disney was planning their next big Spider-Man movie. But then they asked Sony, they asked Sony to like split it 50-50 instead of like the deal I had was that I think Disney takes 5% and Sony takes 95, like something huge like that. Oh shit. But they were like, let's split it 50-50 and Sony was like, well, for no, for obvious reasons. And then Disney was like, fine, we're not working with you anymore. And like, it was in the news for a bit, like Sony pulls Spider-Man, the rights to Spider-Man and they won't work with Disney anymore. So no more Spider-Man in the MCU. And like this, this movie, No Way Home, it was like being scrapped. They were like, oh fuck, it can't happen. Like the end. And it Jesus. only lasted like, like a week and then everybody backtracked. So it was like, a, <laughs> it was eventually it was just like, oh, phew, that was close. But like for a bit there, it was like, oh shit, there's never going to be any good Spider-Man movies again. Oh, well. I'm sure there was some some big fucking deals being closed behind closed oh, doors. We'll never, yeah, we'll never know exactly, but yeah. Right? Like Sony's like, yeah, okay, you can do it. You cover all the production costs or like or like we'll cover all the production costs, but we get still 95%. Uh, you know, on a guaranteed basis that we get our production money back or something like that. Yeah. I don't blame them. I mean, so imagine you held like that that's the golden goose, man. It's the goose that lays the golden eggs. Spider-Man. Yeah. Especially when he's so integral to a Marvel universe. Yeah, because nobody, um, nobody else like would have this much, like to do about them. You know what I mean? Like the the Incredible Hulk, the rights are still owned by I think Universal, mm-hmm. and has been the whole time that that Marvel's been using Hulk. That's why there's never been a solo Hulk movie with like Mark Ruffalo, because Universal still owns the rights and they won't let Disney make a like a Hulk solo movie. Oh, so they're holding uh, out? Yeah. And Disney's like, whatever, who gives a fuck? It's just the Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. Which is probably, like, outside the MCU, is probably, like, the second most famous Marvel character. He's big, but, I mean, when you look at what they did with uh, Edward Norton... He was for a long time, anyway. But when you do look at what they did with Edward Norton, when he got involved with the Incredible Hulk, like, didn't that movie bomb? It didn't... It wasn't the best. It didn't do the be- the greatest, but like it was a universal movie and it wasn't even supposed to be part of the MCU. And then when they made the Avengers, they the uh, Disney or it wasn't even Disney at that point, I don't think. It was Marvel and Marvel Studios and they were like they they just like bartered with Universal like they can have Hulk in other movies, but they can't do a Hulk movie. That's fair. I think Sony Which, got the better oh, end of the deal. I think Sony's negotiators were much better yeah, off in doing well, that. totally. Yeah. But, like, personally, I'd love for a fucking Hulk movie. Like, we came close with Thor Ragnarok. We had, like, Planet Hulk kind of happening in the background. But, yeah. Like, I like I like the Hulk. I like I like Mark Ruffalo a lot as the Hulk. I think he's great, man. I really enjoyed him in the in the, the Marvel the universe first, there. The first Avengers movie was his best. Like, he, he, like, did the best performance as the Hulk. Like nothing, nothing's ever come close. And how much acting does he actually a, have to do as the Hulk? Like obviously he has to play himself as Bruce. Oh, Bannon, he's in the he's right? in the mocap suit and shit. Yeah, but I mean, like obviously most of it's CGI, and outside of a uh, of a green suit stuff like that, right? Like every yeah, other character yeah. gets suited up and they're put in front of a green screen. Like you don't put Mark Ruffalo in front of a green screen. You're like, okay, now act like the Hulk. Oh yeah, they do. They really? put him in a mocap suit and shit. Oh yeah. No shit. Well, then good for him, man. That's that's amazing. Then I'm gonna they, give him he's on more set, like they they put him on set and he's got like the mocap suit on and he's also got like they did the same thing with Josh Brolin and Th- with as Thanos. They had like there's like a stick attached to his back and it goes like a couple feet above his head 
and they just got like the like a like a cardboard cutout of the Hulk's face up there, so the other actors know like where to look to like do scenes with him. And he's there, and he's like, "Ah, me, the Hulk, and stuff." Like he's doing it all. That's tough. You know, that's one of those things that I think is harder about acting nowadays than it was back in the day. You know, without without the computers and stuff like that. Like I saw a little clip of them doing a John Wick three, maybe it was two, like a motorcycle scene. And like they're literally on motorcycles, and like people in green suits are like moving their motorcycles around for them. And there's fucking Keanu Reeves on a stationary motorbike behind a green or in front of a green screen, and he's like acting out this fucking wicked motorcycle scene, smashing dudes. These guys are like get pushed up on sticks, you know, beside him on these motorcycles, and he fucked them up. Right. And I was like, Jesus, man, like that's that's that can't be easy. So no, I, I feel like acting nowadays takes takes on a whole new role. Like before it was kind of like just fucking make it believable and don't look at the camera. Yeah. You know, but nowadays it's just like, okay, here's a fake scenario behind you that's going on and you have to react accordingly to something that you can't even see, feel, hear, touch. You know what I, I mean? So the, like it's crazy. Yeah, I think there's a lot more to it in, in a lot of different ways that like an actor from the old world of acting would not expect. Like when we talked about Goldfinger, we talked about how some of the fight scenes, Sean Connery and everybody else was doing like, it's if they do a grab move, they do it real slow and like technical and stuff. Like it doesn't look organic and like that worked for the time. Cause that's how movies were. But yeah, nowadays it's like, if you get cast like as an action hero, like they're like, the studios basically like they bankroll people to come in and train you. They're like, this is your personal trainer in the gym. This is your nutritionist. And this is like your MMA trainer. And they own your ass for a year. Yeah. Which like Sean Connery wasn't fucking doing any of that shit for Goldfinger. You know what I mean? No, like, he was too busy drinking. He, scotch. Wasn't, going, he wasn't going to classes, but like Daniel Craig, I haven't seen the new bond, but like, Daniel Craig for those bonds, like he's fucking like they're getting MMA trainers in to like train with him for months, probably. Well, that was the coolest thing I remember seeing about John Wick is like Keanu Reeves actually went through like extreme, extreme lengths of like weapons training and tactics training and like all this oh, yeah. kind of stuff, right? Like you see him in like some little courses and stuff like that where they set up stationary targets and like he comes around a corner and he's supposed to be all tactical. And it really shows in the movie. Yeah, The Matrix, but I mean, like, I just remember the John Wick where they take it even further. You know what I mean? It's like, when you look at The Matrix, like, when you compare John Wick to The Matrix in that sense, John Wick is a lot more, like, centered on him being an actual human being. Hey, Krusty Feet Picks, thanks for the follow. (laughs) Um, Thanks, I guess. (laughs) Just DM me your, your, your OnlyFans, I'll get in there. Um, but so when you when you look at these these films, like so the Matrix, obviously there would have had to been some weapons training behind it. But when you look at things like John Wick, it's a little bit different because obviously it's like you can't just green screen yeah. in these like crazy fancy. I'm floating backwards. Let's do these new camera things. Like a lot of that is just like, like you said, obviously with newer movies, it's not as methodical and slow in terms of these throwing actions, like. He was trained how to do like jujitsu and throws and holds and weapons yeah. training to like a whole nother degree. Um, I think it's one of those things that really gets lost in translation. When people watch these films nowadays, like the effort that actually goes into the what the what the good actors do. Like I know there's different types of acting and stuff like that. But uh 
to have to hone those skills to make it look realistic on camera. It's yeah, be to difficult. just be like down for you know just random stuff like yeah, I'm gonna learn to like ride a horse now for this movie. In addition to learning all the other wacky action stuff, I got to do like guns and martial arts. Like, right? It's a it's a it's a lot, man. It's it's a lot. And it, yeah, it's it's pretty admirable for someone to to be willing to put in that much effort just to just to serve like the the picture and like be the be the best person to to portray this role. Like it would seem so trivial. Cool. Like back in the day, they might be like, if you want to roll you got to lose 10 pounds to fit into this dress because it has to be this dress like that is absolutely ridiculous i can't believe i have to go through such difficult lengths to act and now they're like you need to spend two and a half years doing tactical training for weapons and become yeah. a jiu-jitsu mma fighter and it's like oh basically oh we're gonna oh, hire yeah. someone to force you into the gym every fucking day yeah and if you don't go into the gym they're gonna kick the shit out of you i don't know if it goes to that extent but i mean it's like imagine keanu reeves training for that movie some guy like shuts his own alarm clock off and then just hits him in the face. He's like, defend yourself, John Wick. He's like, oh, Jesus. I'm... The fucking old guy from Kill Bill. I was going to say Mr. Miyagi. Wax on, wax whack. Punches Mr. Him in the Miyagi face. wasn't as physically abusive. I was thinking of Pi Bay, the old guy from Kill Bill. Yeah, he that was pretty rough. Fucking ruthless. It was good. It was good. What, what did we end up calling uh, you called Kill Bill? Because we were talking about Macaroni Western. Uh, spaghetti westerns like all the different names we called kill bill or you called kill bill a cheeseburger western which yeah, is basically did. like calling it a western western you know <laughs> sort of yeah i don't know it just felt like that to me it's like you take a a, a silly nerd like tarantino who's like enamored with all these like different genres like these uh, these italian or spanish westerns and these japanese samurai movies and he's like i want to do something like that like i want to have like make put my own spin on that, and he just puts it together in this monstrous kind of like Frankenstein's monster of 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 genres from other countries that that ends up just feeling so silly. I don't know <laughs> a cheeseburger. I can't I can't explain it completely better than that. But a cheeseburger western felt like the proper term. I, in the I honestly I couldn't have come up with a better way to put it. When you said cheeseburger western, I was literally pulling into the grocery store, parked the car. I looked at my phone and I laughed, laughed my ass off. I'm like, fuck, now I want a cheeseburger. But also, I kind of want to watch Kill Bill again. And uh, it made me laugh because there's nothing there's nothing false about that statement. It's it's very much a what I would call a cheeseburger western. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Anyways, um, you good? You want to cover anything else? No, we're set, man. All right, we'll man. Just uh, pack it in and call it a night yeah next 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 week week, uh well maybe maybe next week for the both of us uh we're gonna see if not it'll be a solo or a co-host uh by yours truly jeff and unknown guest at this moment or solo we're gonna see uh i will talk with you later about that and uh it'll be a good a good week but then we'll be right back to it we've got a whole bunch of stuff lined up for you guys coming up in the next couple of months uh, yeah, we, we got do. we got some Christmas movies, we got some classics, we got uh, we got it all, and we're excited to bring that to you. So thank you for tuning in to the after hours segment of the Bladed Box Office podcast, and I think we've had sufficiently enough to drink tonight, so we're gonna call it. Yeah. All right. 
have yourselves a good night. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for the follows. Thank you for everything like that. Don't forget you can find us on multiple different platforms from iTunes to Spotify and Anchor and YouTube and Twitch. Give us a follow, subscribe, all that kind of good stuff, and we will catch you guys later. Cheers.